0: the streams podcast
1: Trust the streams podcast kip and Kane.
0: season four is here new content in all our favorite segments like listen up hometown heroes useless full information calling men in and many more the ion brothers are back everybody
1: Across the Streams podcast, Kip Ione here tonight with our Calling Men In series, and we do trying to be going monthly lately, and we got our usual co-hosts on this, Carly Roner and Jeff Matsushita joining us um, in the midst of a pretty crazy time for everybody um, across the world, not just the three of us, but checking up on YouTube just in general. Jeff, start with you. How are you? How's the family? How is Idaho in the midst of Corona, you know, the pandemic?
2: Uh, Idaho is hanging in there. Uh, we got gun sales going up, ammunition. <laughs> I litter, bet. So, right. Striking you know, all three cores there. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's interesting. Just uh, we're, we're doing well, and I, I feel a little guilty. Um, we watch the news and, and realizing, you know, how, how bad it can be, or maybe that's foretelling. But we, we've been enjoying this time as guilty as it, I, mm-hmm. so, I feel saying that. Had great weather for the most part. Uh, our kids have been fantastic, finding joy in moments. And I know we we we'll probably talk about that later. So uh, all in all, we had an earthquake last week. Uh, yeah, one of my
1: recruits mentioned that. Was it by you? Was it centered anywhere near you guys?
2: Uh, about 100 miles north of us. Uh, so yeah, it was just one of those, The you know, the, the paintings on the wall started shaking. And you know, I didn't know what to think.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: In my head, I went to... Uh, I went to uh, like Russian attack Yeah, That's, you know the air I grew up in is cold war right so yeah I was thinking this is red dawn all over again on top of the pandemic so man, it was some wild stuff
1: was it was there damage or what was the fallout of it
2: not, not okay. nothing that I've seen the city sent out uh, Boise city sent out an email the next day uh reassuring about water pressure electric lines was kind of yeah foundational stuff for people right now being there closed in um you know I did the whole whole thing checking the house i'm not the hell i know what i was looking for you just did a laugh yes (laughs) yeah kicking the tires right
1: i don't know hey was that crack there earlier probably who knows (laughs) that's awesome 2020 2020 is just off to a great start carly how are you doing i know we we postponed last week because you were a little under the weather but it sounds like it was not the under the weather that has everybody worried at all times
3: yeah yeah just i think we're in the same boat like we were talking about earlier where a lot of family it's a terrible season to either have a cold or have allergies or anything because folks you just have that heightened anxiety Mm -hmm. about um what would normally be a like i just kind of feel terrible. So everybody's healthy and doing well now. Um we've got some extended family that we're watching. They've had uh coworkers and folks that oh, were affected yeah. with COVID nineteen. So um just trying to keep an eye on them and yeah. And I think similarly Kiddo's been um I think having some really awesome dates where it's like can we just do this forever? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um which has been good. We were really worried about that kind of going into it like how are our young people gonna act you know we've all got students and folks that we're worried for and then having young kids in our home um i think that just felt really real of having them be out of school so yeah uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that i think in a little for bit sure. here but yeah similarly yeah.
1: the jeff is idaho out of school are you guys the school shut down as well
2: they're looking at uh, end of april tentatively um So that's the that's the horizon right now. Gotcha. Yes, everybody
1: shut down. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I know, Carly, this Oregon, which I mean, I honestly, I don't know if you guys are the same. I have a hard time with measuring duration of time. I most of the time can tell you what day it is right now. But like when and where how long we've been in shelter in place or been out of school. That's all a blur. Like my wife was like, I think it's been 20 days. And I was like, what? It feels like one long one. Yeah. But I think it's been about 20 for our state, right? Of no school in.
3: Yeah. It's... Yeah, we went... Um. So my daughter's birthday was the last day of school. Um. And so on that day, they were like preparing everybody to leave and get out. And so my family, that's just kind of been our like from that point onward. Gotcha. And so we just have to keep being like... How long ago was your birthday? yes <laughs>
1: Trying to figure it out. How did so. you guys handle the birthday? Because our daughter had a birthday during this as well. What did you do? Obviously, you probably couldn't do a party.
3: Yeah. So we had um right that same weekend, we had already kind of planned on postponing birthday party stuff. She's uh in a statewide like book competition okay. that our state does. Um, and that was supposed to be the next day. And that unfortunately got canceled. They're not going to reschedule that, but they, uh, so we'd already kind of delayed. So her cousin and uh, some of our family were in town to watch that competition. So we just ended up kind of making a small family party yeah, um, out of that. So I think we were lucky in that it was right at the very beginning. It was already planned on being a delay. And yeah. we just kind of said, we'll get maybe some buddies to get a, together this summer yeah um but i think if it had been a little bit farther in it would she would have taken it a little bit harder but yeah we just ended up doing small family gig
1: our my give my 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 wife kelly full credit she scheduled our daughter's friends to get on a zoom that morning of her the party obviously similar we'll postpone and do it later but they all got on and ended up doing facetime leah trivia with all of her friends so that was was it ended up being pretty cool and unique and i think she'll remember obviously she won't not remember 2020 birthday year uh but i think that was a that was a great idea by my partner in getting that done um how are you guys staying connected to loved ones jeff i I, I know you and i i got to hear you on a national call in a call to men you volunteered from across the continental u.s and got your voice out there was awesome I claimed you right away on Twitter. By the way, um, saw that. Saw yes, that. thanks. <laughs> my tires up,
2: man. Right away, man.
1: Right away, because I was on the other end, not about to speak up in that room. But I might. You gave me a lot of courage for next time. Uh, but how are you guys dealing with that? How are you dealing with this? And I've seen a lot of good articles about maybe we should have called it physical distancing so we could maintain some social connection or we'll all lose our brains. But how are you and your families and your co-workers? How are you staying connected and talking to people outside of your direct under your roof?
2: We've uh, at the co- the Idaho coalition, we have this is we, we just finished week three uh, of remote working. So uh, we have weekly. So We're Zooming. Uh, I'm stealing your line there, Carly. We're Zooming every day, (laughs) all day. Uh, We check in as a staff every Tuesday for about an hour and a half um, using Zoom and then uh, Microsoft Teams. Gotcha. Yeah, I've
1: heard of that too. Yeah.
2: Uh, But also, I got to just give thanks to our boss. Um, She's visionary in so many different ways. We, it feel like we're prepped as far as an organization. We got a muscle that's been flexing for this um, the last couple of years. Working, um, we are, our our full time work week we're down to thirty five hours a week. I got that passed this year um, uh, at the beginning of, of being of fall. Amazing. So we have full flexibility uh, to work remotely home if you know kids, self, or sick. Um, we have devices that we can take. Um, they've helped helped provide some coverage for our Wi-Fi, um, you know. But also, we realize our our day to day is different. We got a staff of fourteen. There's about four or five of us that are pretty outward facing. Mm. So uh, workshops, you know, we're doing reproductive health workshops, engaging men stuff. Um, my partner and I through schools juvenile detention centers and live in rehab facilities primarily, which, you know, of course they're all sheltered up. Right. So she's been great in giving us confidence and this has helped, um, with some of my own personal stuff about my identities tied into that outward facing that's tied to my productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so giving us a lot of space to take time and reflection. So we're reading, she's been sending us books, mm. uh, that she's picking up from local bookstores, um, and then doing check-ins giving us time to imagine what's possible. Mm. So it just feels yeah. pretty beautiful to be a part of the organization. And again, we've been flexing this muscle for the last couple of years and joining national calls. Now it seems great to be able to take some of these practices, right. you're Doing like human check-ins, like we just did how you, you, you did that fluently. Mm-hmm. You're, we're human. So yeah. really start with those points and, and going forward. Personally, uh, I'm an only child. My folks still live in rural Montana. And my parents, because I, I think the Japanese influence is so strong, like they saw this as an opportunity to catch cheap airfare. Oh, shit. So up until two weeks ago, I was telling my mom, you got to pump the brakes. You know, yeah. come down here. Uh, you know, my mom is legally blind. She's got a immune suppressant stuff. Yeah. My dad's diabetic. They're both in their 60s, right? So they are just supposed to yes. were doing this Yet. They saw it as a way to save some economic dollars and, and catch a flight and also rack up some Hilton Honors points and stay in a hotel. So, oh, goodness. Uh, so, but we've been using, you know, using uh, Zoom. They yeah. just got a Zoom uh, lesson from our, our nine year old, and that's been the way to connect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're, we're hanging in.
1: Carly, what about you guys?
3: Yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities there. Um, this has been the one time I feel super grateful just for not only our Boston leadership, but just the having a small staff. I know on a university campus, like your your department might be small, um, but just overall, there's so many folks to account for. And having a staff of 11 has made it, I think we're, we already are pretty flexible. And, and like Jeff says, a lot of our work is outward facing, um, doing trainings um, and going to, Bring folks together and be in community, and mm-hmm. so it's been a really, I think, challenging but really nice time to sit back and think about how can we do that in different ways. Yeah. Um, our our primary purpose of having our organization is to bring folks together quarterly, and that next meeting is coming up in June. And so just trying to think about like what are all the ways that we can still get folks together and meaningful way yeah. whether zoom or go to webinar or whatever it is those kind of things right um, but just being able to account for a small staff and doing that has has been really nice um and i feel like i was just talking about my partner last night on the work front of it i'm actually talking or like having facetime um as you know over zoom or whatever it is with so many more people per week um than I was before, and so just looking at my calendar and seeing all of the meetings because folks feel that drive to connect. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When we're all stuck in our houses sure. all day, maybe it's just talking to somebody outside of our house. <laughs> um, so that I've seen that just be a huge change, um, and just schools that I work with right now getting really creative and and still bringing us in to do trainings remotely, which has been super fun. Um, I think on the home end, it's been similar in ty- in terms of the connection and trying to stay connected to folks. Uh, my my mom is also um, a couple hours away, so we don't live right next to each other. And so just having that FaceTime is already built in as part of yeah. our connection and how we do that has been good. So it hasn't felt too different in that way. Um, she's doing this really incredible thing where she's reading uh chapters of books to my nephew and my daughter oh. um once a day cuz she's yeah. like I need stuff to do yeah. <laughs> so she's recording herself reading that and sending it great that. idea yeah which has been a really really just wonderful way like something new and exciting to look forward to for the kids every day um and it's from grandma and she's using like Snapchat filters and stuff. And like
1: so <laughs> She's getting a little bit of like, techno. Yeah, she's getting a little modernization yeah. there. Good for her. Yeah,
3: she uh, Yeah, she is the one that we call if you want to keep up on tech stuff. She's great at yeah. it. So we, just doing a little bit of that. Um, one of our former coworkers was in the Peace Corps and gave a lot of really great tips for folks about kind of like how to structure your time if you feel isolated or if you're not. Getting to regularly connect with folks, so we've been trying to implement some of her tools um, from that from that time in her life, and it's been awesome. Yeah, so
1: that's great. The I would. Do you guys feel either? I don't know if it's in your jobs or in your roles in your household. Like, I feel as a coach, and maybe it's because of that hat that I wear, or maybe it's I have this issue normally. I feel like I should be dispensing solutions to people. So, like, with my my parents are 70, right? And they live in Montana. They don't have any uh, immune issues, but they're older. They're in the target zone. So, I've been sending them all these ideas. And plus, I don't believe in Montana. I don't think Montana's ahead of the curve in dealing with things in this realm. Uh, so, I would was worried about them. Then with my players, I'm sending them daily. I do two text updates every day and I've been trying to connect them to resources for either their new their new life as academics on Zoom um, or in how am I going to get in any version of basketball shape in my house, coach. Or I've been sending my three or four friends groups. Like I feel like people are probably like, God damn it, Kip is either sending another article about how it's all over or he's sending me another list of what to do. You know, and I, but I, I feel better doing that. So I don't know. Have, have you guys felt any of that like pull towards one role in this with people you're either looking after or people you're connected to? Because I really do feel that pull for myself.
3: Yeah. yeah this is, I, go for it, Jeff.
2: Garlic. No, please. Let's break up this habit. You go first. <laughs>
3: Uh, I like, we both do this every, every episode, one episode, we will have it where we don't. Um, Yeah. I, I think I fall into that a little bit in terms of um, just my role in my professional role is a technical assistance provider. So my job is to try and find answers for folks every day. And it was a really um, the, the first week, particularly, I think, Jeff, when you were talking about like how your identity is wrapped up somewhat in that productivity, and that workplace productivity, I felt that of like, I cannot give an answer to anybody. Like Mm. I, there's nowhere really that I can look, you know, day one, day two, to answer some of the things that we were getting in, in terms of questions for folks. Um, And so I think it, it was a lot of that early on. And I've been trying to really shift now from like that and just kind of being like, I'm just going to connect and whatever folks need out mm-hmm. of that, that's fine. Um, and not like try and go into it with answers. Um, we could get into a whole thing later. I think that's some of the socialization too. I'm a, I'm a woman and that's kind of, how, Oh, I'm
1: yes. Right, we got to go right down. We got to go down that path too. Yes.
3: Yes. It's <laughs> like, there's what I'm hearing you say in a little bit of that is like what I see in a lot of male you know, friends and folks of like that, like I need to have a solution. I need to fix it. Yeah. Um, Whereas mine is kind of like, what do you need? And then, or like that connecting first piece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that after the first day or two, I didn't feel that as an,
2: as intensely as a pull. Jeffrey. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in that, that bucket of the gender socialization. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, all my identities wrapped out for work, not being able to do things. So, uh, I was grinding that first week, uh, I didn't know when to stop and how to turn it off. Mm. So really being intentional, of like sending out an email to a group of people. But then after the, the bulk email got sent to like six folks then breaking off six individual ones to be human, like, Hey, just checking in, how you doing? You know, and what I found was that I was compensating for that inability to be in front of somebody and face to face. So I was really and I was working way too much gotcha and yeah i didn't know how to, to find that groove yet uh, of being, you know at home yeah. and then balance and then the guilt in of everything was on my partner um the first two weeks that that the, that our kids and my partner were off of school they were as, as far as the teachers go they told them not to work so the first week was no work the second week was spring break so already scheduled in so it, it was just like Julie had done so much as far as engaging our kids um, to keep their curiosity peaked mm-hmm. and, and tailoring some learning So everything was based on literacy but then connecting it into things that they're interested in and she she was just grinding. It was amazing with mm-hmm. those kids They were so engaged and happy and then I was the grumpy troll upstairs <laughs> you know, moaning because my Wi-Fi connection was bad so I was poking my head out you know every 15 20 minutes. Tell them to turn this off or that. And so but what was happening was I think I was feeling like I wasn't feeling as productive. I was I wasn't feeling like a man. Mm. And and my identity was tied up into that productivity and action stuff. So uh real lovingly, Julie one night just kind of in the moment, it was around two o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday, and I just was not doing well with it. And later that night, she kind of addressed me at a time when she knew that I could hear the words. And, you know, she saw my shoulders touching my ears. And so just that stuff uh, about her recognizing for me and giving me the space and then addressing me with a loving way later on helped me see, like, yeah, it's okay for me to struggle and be unsure and scared. Um, And for me, the big point was when the earthquake happened, it was, like, week two. And my first reaction was, get outside. Hmm. And Julie, Julie's like, no, we're going under a doorway. Because, again, she's prepped at school to do those kind of you know, drills that she remembered as a kid, and earthquake stuff. So just that really struck me is I was so unsure of what to do. And I just went with the first thing that came to mind. And it was the wrong move. Um, but so that's helped me, again, be more open to listen. So yeah, my hope is that coming out this other side of this is that I can keep these practices up and be more open to listen and know that I'm I am OK with how who I am without having to be productive.
1: That's uh, or,
2: excuse me. Yeah, uh, I, I my boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> no,
1: I, I want to go in. I want to. I, that's why I love you, too, because I send out one text and you guys get us on so many great tracks. we to take our first break and come right back on that productivity piece there, Jeff. Hang on. We'll be right back.
0: Cross the Streams Podcast. Cross the Streams Podcast. Kip and Kane. Season four is here. New content in all our favorite segments like Listen Up, Hometown Heroes, Useless Full Information, Calling Men In, and many more. The Ion Brothers are back, everybody.
1: All right, we're back. And Jeff, when you said tying identity to production, I mean, bells were going off over here on my side because I'm fighting some of that too in terms of on like... As a coach, if we spend a lot of time listening to each other or reading about each other, we are convinced that if we take any break at any point during the day, someone else is deciphering how to beat us in January. While I am actually trying to be a father, Coach Murray at PLU is kicking my ass. And I'm fighting that because I I know it's ridiculous in normal times, but it's even more ridiculous now. I think having a podcast, having a bunch of Zoom connections, like I I put the back, one of the best parts sidebar, totally random, the virtual backgrounds for Zoom are probably the greatest thing and give me the most joy when I (laughs) pop up on a recruiting message and we got our new floor in the background or last night we just had drinks virtually with a couple friends of ours, right? And our setting for Kelly and I was the Batcave, probably the coolest I've ever felt in my life. And that's a whole nother masculine thing because she tried (laughs) to switch it to the Golden Gate Bridge and I was like, we're drinking in the Batcave. So that's a whole nother thing we can go down. Um, but me being able to talk through with a lot of different people, I don't know if you guys heard the episode before this one, my brother and I and another football coach talking about what does coaching look like in this time and when and where is it even appropriate for me to ask a kid to think about winning a game in November when I find out six of my players have parents and or direct family members on the front lines as healthcare workers in this. So some of that has really snapped me back, like it's okay to spend three hours on the family schedule that your wife created and know you are not losing ground in your profession. But even some of that, and I don't know if you guys, I'll I'll let you guys talk too, as a parent, Carly, I think you might have shared it on Instagram or we both liked it. Like, maybe all of us are falling into this trap of, boy, you know what I should do now is probably be the greatest teaching homeschool parent in the history of the world and also create a genuine athletic marvel while I have this dead time because otherwise it's just a waste. Or, or, Kip, you're in the middle of a pandemic. Maybe you guys should just eat brownies and enjoy the moment. I don't know. So, Carly, go ahead. I don't know if that was your – I think it was – I stole it from one of you. I've stolen a lot of your stuff during this. Yeah
3: yeah well and i stole it from somebody else right that's how social (laughs) media works uh, that we just give credit for where we find it and that kind of stuff yeah i think the post that we're referring to is just that idea and i know um for folks that do have children of their own or have family members or other small children in their life that they're caring for that drive of just being like you're not only now um parenting full-time which is a different situation for you it's a different situation for the kids in your house um but then also i think anyone who has ever tried to work from home when your kid is also at home and does not want to entertain themselves or does not want to do whatever activity you tried to set aside for them Mm -hmm. that that's challenging enough and then add on top you know that you're going to be a great um teacher many of us like kip your family has at least some background in this yeah right (laughs) Um, our family does not, at least at the elementary school level, and so trying to navigate those things, and I think one of the biggest things that we've talked about as a staff, because um, there's a few folks that have children in their house on staff, the others don't, and one of the things that keeps coming up in conversation is trying to navigate all of that, and what's not collectively being spoken about is, like, our whole country, our whole world is in a trauma response right now, Yes, yeah. and so we have all of these wonderful things on social media showing us how we can make the next Pinterest worthy lesson plan for our child for the next day. And for folks that are doing that, that's awesome. I think for some folks, that's a great coping mechanism um, or a great way to create structure for your family and make it a really healthy, fun way to do this time in our lives. And what we're not talking about is just kind of that general, like you're doing it all under the cloud of, uh, it not being a choice it's a forced thing that mm-hmm. we're all in and so just giving folks some grace that like it's okay for us to be well yeah. <laughs> as adults and caretakers yeah. and people um but also like our kids like just you all were talking about like take the minute and eat the brownies and find joy in that little moment um we've got some folks that we know and love that are just their kids are having a hard time every day. Cause it's a really big struggle to do a fake school routine at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been kind of our thing is like, we're going to do some of that stuff, stay active, stay engaged, keep our brain going, do all that fun stuff. And when we notice somebody needs a break, pump the brakes and just let it be what it is. Yeah. Um, and trying to give a little bit of room, which I, I will say week one, we were not, um, I think the first couple days especially we were like we're going to create a routine and make it really really perfect um and i, I think we learned really quickly you just got to leave a little bit of space yeah. for folks to just be where they're at yeah
1: for sure jeff
2: it feels like january 1st when i show up at the YMCA with 80 like <laughs> increase in participation i'm <laughs> going to be just health goals right? <laughs> so I appreciate that, Carly. uh we it's been a, it's been a struggle and it's interesting my Julie and i just had this conversation uh she needed it on wednesday she just it was a terrible day for her because the emotional stuff kicked in and and thankfully i was able to to step into a little bit more like i think i folded you know one load of laundry i would probably top my 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 list you know but just to, how do you step in and show support for one another yeah and so we've been going into coach mode though of like this is a, you know this is we must protect this house yeah
1: so
2: we're here we got to clean up you got uh you know i taught our nine-year-old how to wash a dish and you know then i'm looking at it as a failure as a father like holy <laughs> shit, she, she can't wash a dish so. right <laughs> uh but we found joy in in cooking and so uh our oldest tonight made scratch waffles nice chicken noodle soup those are the two things so their you know their their palate is expanding and it's it's also time for us to just kind of slow down and you know cook chicken noodle soup from stock kind of thing
1: so right the, Carly, I think you you mentioned be you know, a connector and checking in. So I've been trying to do, and my wife and I are similar, it sounds, to some of our roles in the homes. We work because we complement each other's, the holes in our game, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um But I, you know, I, this time, for her, she's introverted naturally, so this It's not like it's easy. I don't want to make that jump for introverts. This is the best time. I know I've seen the memes. They're funny. That doesn't mean they're 100% (laughs) accurate, right? But for her, you know, there's one specific, her, her grandmother's 80 and alone. So she's really devoted a lot of time to creating schedules for her and her cousin's to call grandma once a, you know somebody's calling her once a day and she's really throwing a lot of energy into that singular relationship which which is a great for her and how she can navigate some of this for me I'm more I'm gonna I'm gonna text three people in my contact book a day hey how you doing you staying safe and healthy three and make sure I hit as many people as possible but we've both laughed at each other because that is how each other is doing it is not at all what I would do or what she would do in advice. So I think, and maybe we're seeing that more because we're actually around each other more instead of checking in at different points of the day, just getting through it when we're on our crazy, you know, our regular schedule. So I th- I wonder if there's more people out there either, you know, seeing that other side of the partner, not even the other side, a truer version um and ending up in different places in that regard like how i know you've mentioned before like even though you're outward facing both of you carla you've mentioned you're introverted right
3: yeah yeah yeah. i think that's been a huge thing that's come up and i've seen all the memes too yeah and as an introvert like day one or two where it was like check on all your extrovert friends i was like we're here too <laughs> yes yes scared. we don't know um, <laughs> So we had a lot of that. Yeah. I think that's been um, a really fascinating dynamic, even just in my neighborhood. Um, I've got a really, I, I'm so fortunate to have a pretty tight knit neighborhood that I live in and I can see everybody like right where we're in our house, but I can see out. And so just seeing how folks are or texting or talking with them about how my extrovert friends in the neighborhood are the ones like walking by everybody's house, waving and yeah, <laughs> that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but we've definitely had that come up a couple of times where um even just, you know, being on a zoom meeting one after another, after another, that's still for introverts. I think a little bit of, um, we need a little bit of charge up time Mm -hmm, in between mm -hmm. and the expectation to check in constantly. I I know for me personally, that's been a lot of energy taking of just, you know, your, your way of recharging sometimes is being alone for just even that little bit. And when you can't leave your home and you're with people all the time, um, How do you, how do you do that in a meaningful way where it's not taking time um, when the other folks in your house might emotionally need you to, right? Like during a scary time. And so we've been navigating a lot of that. My partner's incredibly extroverted most of the time. Um, And it's been really interesting to just watch like our ways of navigating that um, while staying in one house together. Yeah. We've had a lot of that too.
1: Jeff, you mentioned earlier, you know, you, you were, you, you really got your, your, your man gauge up. Protect this house. I've been thinking like the other day, I vividly remember saying, no, I'll be the one that goes to the store. You know, like there's some reason because of my gender that that's going to protect me anymore. You know what I mean? Like I 100% dove into that role. No, I'll do it. I'll be the one to go in there knowing full well I got in there and I was terrified. (laughs) I've never been so scared in a safe way in my life um but is have you fought a little bit of that is that like i i watch people like we're going on family walks and i i'm scouting my wife's done a great job of making them family scavenger hunts so we have something to look for we're getting points and stuff but half the time dad's tuned out because i'm scanning for threats like oh, these dudes they better get on that other sidewalk i tell you what
2: oh hell yes i'm puffing up i'm making eye contact Yes, I got my my hat with the Montana state outline on it. Like you're damn right, I'm showing my colors. Right. Uh, It's funny you mention that, man. I just got back from the store tonight, and I have been the one taking that on. And now that you say that, it makes me think. Oh, my wife is a genius. Exactly. Knows the the (laughs) controls and for me to feel useful. So she. (laughs) Wow, good Jedi trick, Julie. Right.
1: But I, I do, I feel like too, like I am making or reading up uh, on, maybe that's how I process things is to read and try to find as much information on it as possible. So, I mean, I'm, my mind's working everywhere from like you guys mentioned, if they go back to school, this is what it's going to look like. If we're done with school, this is what, and that's just for my family. Then I'm doing the same thing for my team. I'm doing the same thing for my parents. I'm trying to feed, like there's a part of me that thinks I need to have Batman contingency plans for everything. And my wife's like, hey, can you finish painting the bathroom? That'd be good. You could start there. No, but seriously, though, babe, if we had eight masks and we did this with Lincolns and Nerf guns, we could survive zombies. No, no, we couldn't. Just paint the bathroom. Now, we're having these conversations.
2: I think part of the conversations I felt have been the most, like, helpful for me has been, uh, yes, we're in it now, but what's possible on the way out? That's good, yeah. Um, you know, there's a, a meme I think I saw that you know going around. and People said like, normal wasn't wasn't working for everybody. Let's yeah. not this phrase it like when we get back to normal, it's all good. But we got a, like the Udonis Haslam on the Players Tribune put out a great piece um, about growing up in Miami and said from the the first paragraph, you know, poor people have been struggling before COVID mm-hmm. nineteen, and, and we so. You know the most marginalized people are really who we are our concern and focus has been um in, in this programming stuff going out with the coalition so um having that in mind uh with the idea that normal wasn't good before so what's possible on the other side of this so i like that talked about like stand at home and family time and uh a young man on a call last uh friday he prefaced it with all the things of how horrible it is and people are dying. So he's not saying this, um, without a conscience, but his question was, what if this is what we've been asking for the opportunity to be home, the opportunity to to work on self, uh, reflective of, you know, healing our own selves, spending more time with our family, our kids, being connected with those friends or your grandmother, you know, like what is possible that we could stay with this idea of community and building connection, building relationships. Uh, so when we do come out the other side, we start shedding some of the things that have been unhealthy mm. and, and really latch on to what has been holding us together, which is community and mm-hmm. it comes down to relationships.
1: Oh, I like that a lot. I, I'm going to take our second and last break and then come back and Carly, I want you to follow up in that. But I also want to talk about specifically your guys' industry um during this and also you know it's correlation with with the month that we're starting uh that's important so we'll be right back after this second break
0: content reminder the opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests
1: All right. We're back. Calling men in. Uh, Carly Roner, Jeff Matsushita joining us. Uh, and Jeff, you were just talking about uh, potential and looking to, to po- what's possible after we all get through this pandemic. What, what are some good outcomes that we might be able to have? And it kind of leads me into a question I wanted to ask you two because you're in the on the front lines of it's Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, and I know, you know, that's always a that's always an important month with for us in our our program and obviously triple for what you guys are doing. Um, but it's also like I worry um with the current state of where everyone's already on emotional overload with COVID-19, does does the efforts and the and the the programming and all the messaging and raising awareness get lost in the shuffle of, hey, we understand your cause. People are dying out here from this from this bug pump your brakes like how are you guys dealing with that carly you start just what what where should people be paying attention to talk about the importance of the month and, and we'll just kind of flow from there yeah
3: yeah so in our state um we have a pretty um cohesive effort between our organization and the oregon coalition against domestic and sexual violence um so similarly to like the idaho coalition that jeff is at and the theme that folks chose for this month which i think like could not have been better for this year is community is the source of our collective power and just thinking about i think for me and the significance of this month is just to elevate when we talk about primary prevention is stopping violence before it happens these awareness months are so um, important for helping bring folks into understanding the issues that are that are happening within our communities um, on any given day and the work that jeff and i and our colleagues do and so for me it's this really great connection month again to be able to like where folks are coming in and being able to either ask questions or maybe interface with this subject that either um, has felt too scary, or maybe they just, you know, they pass by an event or a table for the first time and their interest is peaked and they want to learn more. They have a personal connection, whatever it is. And so that power bringing folks in, um, and I think particularly now to build off of what Jeff is saying, our efforts for building that awareness have gone up. But what we have also seen is just this, um, renewed focus on those folks who are most vulnerable Uh within our communities and so we're seeing i I think some of the issues that have been really um harming folks nationally lack of housing lack of access to support and care when they have experienced violence um lack of appropriate or adequate health care um lack of services that um speak the language that the Mm -hmm. person that their primary language is in Um, any of those kind of things that we know just have such better um, outcomes for survivors and their families are being paid attention to in a way because this is what's when folks are isolated a lot of these things become really really stark Um, so issues of getting folks into safe housing um, particularly this month feels really Um, important, I think, especially in our state where we've had a big housing shortage, but also when we see our hotlines and our folks doing um, this work in all the counties across Oregon that uh, work in domestic or sexual violence agencies, they're seeing a huge uptick in use of those hotlines Mm. and necessity for these services. And so I think for me in thinking about what folks can do um, this month is there's that connection and connection to your community is so important. But it's, it's going to need to endure beyond this time mm-hmm. that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, housing access, food access, all of these things are interconnected with the work that Jeff and I do. And so whatever we can do now to kind of reset our expectations of what is normal for folks, I think can only help us. So if we're able to be compassionate now, how can we extend that? Um, knowing that it will it will help reduce the amount of violence that folks experience, but mm-hmm. also help um, increase the positive outcomes if somebody has experienced violence to be able to get back into support within their community in a healthy way.
1: And, and Jeff, maybe you can take this, or Carly, you can kind of do a flow chart of what, is it as, and simple is the wrong word, is it as easy to see this happening from what you mentioned in those triggers, so to speak, of this month, in the situation paired with being stuck at home so if I'm in an abuse in an abusive relationship or domestic violence in my home and we already had an issue in a regular human flow of getting or we could leave and go out and about to find safety now that's even doubly a problem we can't leave and the person who's committing these things can't leave either is that is that what we're is that what we're speaking to for some of the novices out there that that haven't haven't seen the equation
3: yeah, I think that's such a wonderful way to put it. Yeah, and you think about so yeah, violence. I think one of the things that we often think about is just, um, especially and Jeff, jump in here too. But I think with folks who experience interpersonal violence or domestic violence, like you're in your home with someone who's harming you, there's those hotlines. I just want to say for anybody who's listening, if that is coming up for folks, those hotlines, yes, are getting a lot of calls, and they're there and and willing and excited to chat with folks to be able to provide support. So I just want to put that up there. Mm-hmm, that those mm-hmm. resources are available um, and folks can can access those in any county here in Oregon. And when folks are, I think, um, yes, in their home and unable to leave, that is absolutely one part of the equation, right? Sometimes being outside of the home. I think about our students and folks that oh, might be yeah. on the teams of the coaches that we're in the, that are in this audience that sometimes students just going back to unhealthy family yeah. dynamics can fall within this. That's right. also right in that area. And so thinking about um, for folks who can't leave their home, home isn't a safe place for everyone. That's certainly one part. I think the other part is um, stress is a is a big mm. um factor in all of this. And so what we're seeing is folks in not just a stressful time for being fearful of um, potentially contracting this virus or other things, but then also thinking about if you are in a family that's economically, um, you know, fragile, for lack of a better word, you are living paycheck to paycheck, this adds an enormous amount of stress, or you work in a service industry, or you have, you know, any of these dynamics um that that stress can also precipitate violence and so just thinking about the stress that the person who is doing the harm Mm -hmm. is under um not as an excuse but as a as a another factor that could lead to violence right and so just i think it's both um of those things and the the insecurity of of some of the other things housing food other things that we might be talking about yeah
1: jeff adding to that or expanding on it
2: i appreciate you naming still carly that the, those advocates those folks who do on the ground work are still not only open available but willing and and they still services are provided for people who need shelter services talk therapy whatnot uh, idaho is folks uh, we've got 26 uh, domestic sexual violence programs in the state that are members of the idaho coalition and through weekly check-ins they are all still Doing what they can with light crews, but they're taking reps and turns, holding the phones, uh, providing things shelters, cleaning you know, just crazily cleaning and, and providing the support that they can because that's this is the work they're called to. It's it's amazing to see the human spirit of um, mm-hmm. those advocates. I, I, I guess I'll flip it a little bit yeah. to, to that focus on us as men. We get we know not all men are going to be be violent, either physical, sexual, emotional, or verbal. However, Carly appreciates naming that idea of stressors. And then trauma trauma responses that we would have of feeling inadequate, um, providing safety, shelter, security. So I think for us, uh, for men, to maybe get down that, that contact list, Kip, like you're doing, and send out three texts a day uh, to, to check with some of the men. But really, that, that, that heart space of saying, how you doing? And Maybe trying to shed them a little bit. They're saying, "Oh, we're good, you mm-hmm. know, we're great." Even you know, getting, waiting through that, and coming from love because you have a relationship with men, trying to get into a little deeper. Like, no, how are you doing? And maybe it's going to take you uh, sharing first of sharing how you are struggling and things that you may be fearful of. You know, in that yeah, confident that's way a great point. Confidant way to to know that we are are all similar in our in our levels of what we're feeling anxiety fear and uncertainty um but i think a lot of us as men have been taught and expected to put that mask back on so uh really trying to it's coming from a, a vul, by modeling vulnerability i believe we could check in with some of the men uh in our lives to see how they're doing because yeah you know, there's a our teacher normal wong had a, a statement she made and Speaking, I, I'm framing this for men. Um, if we don't heal our wounds, we'll bleed all over the our loved ones.
1: Jeez, so, that's good. That's so deep and good and powerful. I'm just imagine Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> this could be that time, you know, for us as men. Uh, you know, these podcasts are great. I've been listening to you and your brother bring people on, Kip. Um and and so some other stuff we're trying to connect through Zoom was just being able to see men. Uh, NPR had done a piece uh, almost two years ago now, but uh, so talking about mental health and the American male. And so for me, I feel important is to stay connected with men in ways of certainly being authentic, but checking in. So we're doing, we set up a Zoom call for next week with a group of men um, to, we're gonna, it's, it's coded, right? It's like, the whole book club, professional development thing, right? It's really a book club, but we call it professional development to masculine it up. But it's called Podcast Pork and Porters. So we're going to sit around, talk around podcasts that we've talked, we've listened to, appreciated and want to share. Uh, You know, we'll we'll connect on swine and what we're smoking, you know, what kind of meat we're smoking on the, on the Traeger. And then what beer we're drinking and have FaceTime with men and to know that we're, we're building up that community of men to check in with to, again, flex that muscle that we may not always have when we are in the pre-COVID-19 where it's, you know, work, family, sleep,
1: repeat, yeah, yeah.
2: some space. So this is a time for me to heal and that idea around connecting our heads and our hearts as men, modeling authenticity, checking on those men you love, and, and really connecting on that, that idea of that we're all uncertain and we're all going to be all right.
1: I love what you mentioned about the the text follow-up, because I think all of us, everyone I've hit up, we have this. I don't know if anyone yet has said, man, this is scary, right? I think all of us have said some version of thumbs up, doing good, 100. You know what I mean? Something that, and I know all of us cannot possibly be. So I appreciate that tip to, hey, man, I'm a little worried. Are you a little worried? Um, Carly, what else can folks do during this month? Or what else even, like, because I, I know a lot of people will retweet. Like, they'll see a great graphic for SAAM month, and they'll, they'll retweet it. And that's yeah. the extent of the, you know what I mean? And I'm not claiming to be anybody doing any more myself. But what else yeah. can folks do that's practical, maybe? Or even, I know, it's I don't want to say easy, because that means, like, not really buying in. But also, maybe that's all we need right now. Some You know, give me a couple layers of... Here's how you can help. You're at home anyway. You do have extra time, <laughs> right? For people, because I've said that to even recruits. Like, hey, when can I get you scheduled? They're like, Coach, like we ain't doing shit. We well, can schedule you right now if you want. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you're like, wonderful. Yes. And then there's folks at the other end that are like, I'm trying to work and yes. be a teacher and all right. the things. Right. So we'll do some. Let's do some for everybody who's got like all the time and who have none of the time. Yes. So I, I, I think that we kind of downplay it, but honestly, that retweet, that um, that repost, okay. that's such an easy, right? If you're on your social media, avoiding the folks in your house already, what a great way, just like, both at that point, you're just boosting the awareness for yeah. other folks. Um, what I would say with that is if you do it, if you share a post, if you share it to your story, if you do something like that, you share a tweet. Be willing to have a conversation, to Jeff's point, about, um, you know, that connectedness and being able to spend time with other folks and actually get um, into those meaningful conversations. I think just be willing if somebody tweets back or sends something back, like, yeah. why, like why did you share this? Feel, try, yeah. to, try to harness some of that bravery and do it. Say, yeah. oh, this is important That to me. courage oh, piece you've been telling
1: us more more. for a while on here now. That's, that's the moment.
3: Yeah. Right? Like, you're just going to you're going to capture that and use that as your opportunity to connect with somebody and just share your value. Right? So Mm -hmm. this is my value is that I don't think that other people should experience harm. I don't think other people should experience violence, right? It can be something as easy as that. Um, so that's a really quick one. There are tons of organizations putting out really cool stuff. Um, for this month talking about like violence that is experienced by college students, primary prevention, which Jeff and I have talked about multiple times on here. Um, our organization has all of our materials that we use with colleges, with coaches, with law enforcement, with nurses, with everybody. It's on our website. You can go. So if you have more time or you need to get if it's that professional development time or is a student like they need to be able to include something for a class that they're doing. We've got webinars everywhere. Tons of organizations mm. um, put these out for folks who are wanting to learn a little bit more. Um, so there's, I think, so much media that we can access online and at home anyways. I think the other thing that folks can do that I always like to point out during this month, Jeff and I have talked a lot about the local domestic violence, sexual assault agencies. These are the community programs in in Oregon. They're in every county um, that... Help provide services to the folks that need them. If you are feeling like doing something really meaningful and you have the financial means to support those folks, please give them a donation. Um, these are nonprofits that run on, like Jeff was saying, really small amount of staff that have to run 24 Uh, seven. And so being able to do that and then share with folks or, you know, crowdsource your people to be like, can we send them an Amazon thing? Can we, you know, get them a click list to get them the cleaning supplies they need? Um, I think for some folks that feels like an accessible way to not just give back to our community, but to start to learn about those organizations and what they can use. Um, So that's that. We also have some online courses. If folks are getting really excited and into this and you want to talk about online courses, we've got a couple of those through our organization, the Oregon um, Sexual Assault Task Force dot org. It's Oregon SATF dot org. And so folks who are wanting to can learn a lot more in in that space as well.
1: Those Those are perfect. Great list. Jeff, anything to add to that before I let you guys go?
2: uh the the idaho coalition uh our website is uh engagingvoices.org. um in in lieu of a, a sexual assault awareness month campaign via poster or brochure stuff uh we're we're sharing out uh, our story circles so they're via zoom so people can can be safe at home or wherever they're at to connect with other people and there's prompts that are given it's really wild but we know this idea that we can share through stories, such powerful, meaningful ways. So the coalition has been uh, doing those activities uh, there. I don't think they're online as far as uh, archives, but the website has the next one that's coming up. Uh, so opportunity for people, again, doesn't not to be in Idaho, anywhere. We'd love folks from Oregon uh, to participate if that's something that's comfortable, to start building trust in, in through stories and connection. Uh, the other piece i bump out is for the engaging men pieces a call to men has a facebook site a group they just started as well as kip you started earlier about the the webinar or yep. zoom call that we were on last week or the, yeah before. bi-weekly
1: now um, right they're so, doing it
2: yeah yeah the next one's on the 15th i believe so org has uh, those things happening and i would just encourage people to, to check out the the resources that carly mentioned because there's no No knowledge is bad knowledge. We can all take some time to learn and heal about our local programs and kind of start checking that inside work about our own heads, too.
1: Love it. Hey, I appreciate you, too. If you hang on for one second after we wrap up the pod, I got a question for both of you for off the air. But thank you both for coming on. Hope your family is staying safe and healthy during these scary times.
3: Same. Thanks so much, Kip.